The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. You know, one of the worst and, of course, consequently most popular pieces of of, uh, relationship advice that you'll hear is that you should find someone who will accept you, accept you for who you are, right? The, the cardinal sin in any relationship is, uh, is that the, the person would try to change you because, and you hear people complain about this in their relationships, that oh, he, he tries to change me. And that's a terrible thing because you're already perfect, right? Why should you improve yourself for the sake of someone else? What, what is there to improve? And even if there is something, you know, one flaw or two at most, your partner ought to just put up with it because it comes with the, the you package. And the you package is great because it's you. And now, I'm not sure if this attitude is uh, necessarily more common in women, but it's, well, it, it, it is not more common in women, but it is more encouraged and accepted in their case for women to sort of approach relationships this way in a, in a and for them to be very explicit about it. Um, in other words, a man could definitely and many men do have this attitude of well you just have to put up with the bad parts of me because the rest of me is so great a man could have this attitude he could never go out and say that and be cheered but what i found in this culture is that women can actually say that out loud and they'll be applauded i've had the experience on a a few occasions of overhearing conversations among women where they laugh and uh, speak with almost a sense of pride about the times that they've been unreasonable and overly emotional um, uh, with their husbands or with their boyfriends. And this attitude seems to be, though it's uh, rarely stated so explicitly, but the attitude basically is, well, he should be happy to deal with those aspects of my personality because I'm otherwise such a catch. And this is, I wrote about this a long time ago, this, um, it's kind of encapsulated in this meme, uh, this cliche, that uh, this quote that you see passed around on Facebook all the time. And it's attributed to Marilyn Monroe, but I understand that the attribution is maybe not accurate. But the quote goes something like, something like, yeah, yeah, I'm greedy, immature, and selfish. But if you can't handle the worst of me, then you don't deserve the best of me. Something like that. And again, this is something, it's almost, if, if this is, this meme or whatever is shared on Facebook, almost always, I would say like 99.9% of the time is shared by women. And it's such a horrendous, horrible, awful way to approach a relationship that, well, if you can't handle these terrible aspects, I mean, you don't deserve the rest of me. You don't deserve it. Yeah. Like the rest of you is so great. That it means that the, the price of admission is that, that, is that your, your boyfriend or your husband has to deal with being uh, emotionally abused. No, see, that's not, that's not the right way to approach it. The people, and the people who do approach relationships this way will always remain perplexed by their inability to stay in a relationship for very long. 
because it's always the other person's fault. I was scrolling through Facebook the other day and I saw a this kind of cryptic, passive-aggressive post from a woman lamenting that she keeps ending up in relationships with uh, with people who don't accept people who want, like I said, people who want to change her. People always want to change her. They just won't accept her. She complained, and yeah, perhaps that's true. And and and, and but here's the thing: perhaps they're right in not accepting you. Perhaps your behavior and your attitude are unacceptable. Perhaps everyone in your life is trying to change you because there are many things about you that need to change. Have you considered that possibility? I think it's funny when um, people complain that, well, nobody will, everyone's always criticizing me. Nobody will accept me. Maybe that should tell you something about yourself. If there appears to be this kind of universal, unanimous agreement among everyone who's ever met you that you're kind of awful to be around, well, that means you're probably awful to be around. That's probably what that means. And I don't, I don't mean to insinuate that only women carry on this way. As I said, it's, uh, it's just that our culture tells women uh, that they can be like this, whereas it tells men to be flimsy and submissive. So that's the difference. But there are plenty of men who enter marriages feeling entitled to remain uh, entirely as they were before they took their vows. Men will complain about nagging wives, and sometimes those complaints are completely legitimate. But often the nags that men complain about are perfectly reasonable critiques of behavior that the man ought to change anyway. So you know, my wife nags me because I play too many video games. My wife nags me because I don't go to church. My wife nags me because I don't help with the kids, uh, because I don't have a job, et cetera, and so forth. Well, you do play too many video games and you should go to church and you need to help with the kids and you should get a job and provide for your family. Why should your wife accept you sitting motionless around the house like some sort of potted plant? I've even heard men describe it as nagging when their wives suggest that they stop looking at porn. No, that's not a nag. That is a well-deserved criticism stemming from your damaging behavior. So listen to it. Take it to heart. Change. You need to change. The problem is that we've, we've all grown up being told that we're perfect just the way we are. And then we grow older. We get married. And we feel utterly shocked and offended when our spouses don't display the same degree of confidence in our own saintliness. We thought we were marrying a brainless mannequin who would stand by cooperatively as we, as we kind of dive deeper into the cavernous abyss of our egomania. But instead we discovered that the other person is, uh, is uh, a person. They can see us for who we are, and although they love us. No, in fact, because they love us, they, they challenge us to be better. Yeah, obviously there are, are, there are aspects of myself that my wife must accept. She has to accept. For instance, she had to come to terms with the fact that I'm not a six foot five inch professional basketball player and probably never will be. The dream is still alive though. And so she's had to accept that. She, she, she's not merely accepting, but enthusiastic about my positive attributes, what few there may be. And my wife also sees positive things in me that I don't see and that I'm not convinced exist. 
and she encourages me to build upon them. But these are generally not the kinds of things that the modern adult, adolescent slash adult, demands that his friends, family, and spouse accept. There's a reason why we never have to insist that people accept our virtue. Nobody ever says, I just want to find someone who will accept my courage, sobriety, and honesty. Well, of course they're going to accept those traits. You don't need to ask them to. Those traits tend to sell themselves. And if you can't find anyone who will accept even your most admirable features, it's probably because you don't actually possess very very many admirable features. So usually it's our impatience, our selfishness, our laziness, our overindulgence, our gluttony, our ignorance, our arrogance, our unpleasantness that we find ourselves defending and rationalizing when our loved ones are so rude as to be put off by them. it's, It's these traits that we say, well, I just want someone to accept them. Just accept it. But it's exactly these traits that a spouse should definitely, resolutely not accept. I think loving your spouse means many things, but most of all, it means desiring desiring their betterment, their uh, holiness, desiring that they be holy. That's That's what it means to love your spouse. You want them to be holy. You want them to go to heaven and, and you desire it for their sake, not for your own. It's not like you want them to be holy because they'll be easier to be around. Well, maybe that's part of the motivation, but the main thing is for their own sake because you love them. So because my wife loves me, she wants me to enter into a deeper, more fulfilling union with God and, and uh, to help me in that effort, she has to challenge me to change the things about myself that may interfere with that goal. Um, In other words, a a good spouse helps you change into the kind of person God wants you to be, not the kind of person she wants you to be. And the kind of nagging, overly critical, bullying kinds of criticisms are the ones that are offered for selfish reasons. That's, That's when nagging is a problem. It's your issue. If you're overly distressed, by some innocuous little quirk or tick that your husband or wife might have. Challenging them to be better does not include trying to mold them into puppets who walk, talk, and act exactly exactly according to your specifications. And this is where accepting becomes necessary. That is, you need to accept that your pet peeves are your problem. Your spouse, on the other hand, shouldn't accept the fact that you're petty and controlling. So that's where accepting comes in. And this is, uh, this is uh, kind of an understanding that my wife and I came to early on uh, in our relationship. We, we, we talked about it. We both agreed that there are some things where, for instance, my wife has a, has a thing that ever since she was a kid that apparently she inherited from her dad somehow. It's funny how you inherit pet peeves sometimes, but... So one of her things is she she hates to hear the sound of like if you're eating with a fork she hates to see hear the sound of the fork and the plate uh, connecting coming in contact with 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 each other and and there is I mean there is a reasonable aspect of that where you shouldn't be stabbing at the plate with your fork like you're a caveman 
and you, you want to try not to scrape the plate and make that kind of high-pitched screeching nails on a chalkboard kind of sound. But um, like when you have a pet peeve, it's always, it, it's, it's like the pet peeves that I have that anyone has. It goes, it's, it's a little, it's above and beyond. It, you're, you're reacting to this thing in a um, much more passionate way than, than is reasonable. That's why it's a pet peeve. And so she understands that when it comes down to it, that's really her issue, and she can't ex- she can't control how everyone eats around her. I have a thing where I don't like to hear, and I guess a lot of people share this, but I'm probably more extreme than most people. I don't like to hear people chew, even if they're not chewing with their mouth open. I mean, we can all agree that that's rude, but even if you're chewing with your mouth closed, if I can hear the chewing, I really don't like that. But what am I going to say? I, I, I can't tell you that you can't chew around me. So um, everybody in the house would starve to death in that case. So I have to, uh, so that's just something I have to deal with. I have to accept it. That's my problem. It's not anyone else's problem. That's my problem. I just have to deal with it, right? So there's the accepting. But I'd say the real trouble starts in a marriage when both partners begin accepting the legitimately bad things in one another. I would know that our marriage is teetering on the edge of ruin if my wife ever got tired of helping me overcome my flaws and said, screw it, just just how you are, I accept it. I don't want to be accepted in that way, in defeat and in exhaustion. I don't want to be merely tolerated or put up with. I want my wife to be actively invested and interested in my spiritual well-being as I am in hers. And I think when two spouses approach each other that way, they, they both have to be prepared to change and keep changing. The necessity to change um, only stops when either they both reach perfection or when they both just get fed up with it or when they die. So this is what it comes down to, I think. Your spouse has a right. Your, your spouse has a right to the best version of you. That's what you promised in your vows. You didn't vow to be self-absorbed and lazy. You didn't vow to be the kind of person that they'd have to spend all their time accepting. You didn't tell them that, the, that, that your process of growth and self-improvement would officially end the moment you walked out of the church. So um, if they have trouble dealing with or accepting your behavior and your attitude... It's because there are things wrong with your behavior and your attitude and they should change. That's our responsibility to change and to keep changing and to keep getting better. Not to sit around demanding that we are accepted. All right, that's it for me. I'll uh, talk to you guys next time. Akruche Salif. Godspeed.